Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. This episode of Markets Daily is sponsored by CME Group and PayPal. It's Monday, November 13th, 2023, and this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. My name is Noel Acheson, Coindesk collaborator and author of the Crypto is Macro Now newsletter on Substack. On today's show, we're talking about exploits, consumer expectations, big bank investment comments, and more. So you don't miss an episode, be sure to follow the podcast on your platform of choice and turn on notifications. And just a reminder, Coindesk is a news source and does not provide investment advice. Now, a markets roundup. After the hectic activity at the end of last week as markets reacted to BlackRock's filing of an EtherSpot ETF proposal, the weekend seemed like an oasis of calm. So far today, the market looks mixed. According to Coindesk Indices, at 9am Eastern Time this morning, Bitcoin was down two-thirds of a percent over the past 24 hours, trading at $36,873. Ether was up one-third, trading at $2,059. Elsewhere, Filecoin was up 14%, Cosmos was up 10%, Optimism and the Lido DAO token were up 5%. Solana was down 1% after what has been an astonishing run. Over the past week, the asset is up over 40%. You may remember that in an early October episode, I pulled out the average performance of Bitcoin for the month of October going back to 2010, which was 27%. I calculated that if Bitcoin achieved that average performance during the month, the price would reach just over $34,000. Well, that's pretty much what happened. Do please note, I am not saying I know where the price is going, and the October result was pure coincidence. I don't have a crystal ball. But let's try the same exercise for November, just for fun. November, historically, has been on average an even better month than October, with an average performance going back to 2011 of 44%. If this November meets its average, and it's a big if, That would put the Bitcoin price at just over $49,000. It's a pleasant thing to keep in mind. In macro indicators, today I have more news from the University of Michigan Consumer Survey. You may remember a couple of weeks ago, I talked about why this survey was worth watching. 
It's because of what it says about how consumers are feeling, which could impact future spending. Well, on Friday, we got the details for October, and there are some worrying signals in there. Inflation expectations one year out are now at 4.4%, much higher than the expected 4% and higher than September's 4.2%. This is the highest level since May, which signals that the rate hikes are not doing what they're supposed to do, which is bring down corporate and consumer spending and reset expectations. The fact that consumer inflation expectations are more than double the official target is not nearly as worrying as the fact that they are heading up. And it's especially relevant since it is something Fed Chair Jerome Powell has said he keeps an eye on, as inflation expectations can influence behavior. This rise in the University of Michigan survey result further confirms that rate cuts are not on the table just yet, and probably won't be for a while, at least until this number comes down to close to 2%. The University of Michigan inflation expectations for five years out also came in higher than expected at 3.2%. This is lower than the 12-month expectations, which is good, but it does send the signal that the Fed's inflation target won't be reached even in five years. Tomorrow, we get the US CPI figure for October. Economists expect the headline figure to show a 3.3% year-on-year increase, down from September's 3.7%. The increase in the core index, which strips out energy and food, is expected to hold steady at 4.1%, still a long way from the official 2% target. In stocks, the US indices rallied on Friday to record a second week of gains as Treasury yields stabilized after their sharp climb on Thursday. The Nasdaq rose just over 2%, its best day since May. The S&P 500 was up 1.6%, and the Dow Jones was up 1.2%. Today, the US 10-year yield is climbing again, and just before recording was back up to 4.67%. Futures are pointing to a soft equities open. European stocks did not have such a good day on Friday. The FTSE 100 closed 1.3% lower, the German DAX was down 0.8%, and the broader Eurostock 600 lost 1%. So far today, things are looking a bit more cheerful, with moderate gains on all the leading European indices. In Asia, Japan's Nikkei index was flat, China's Shanghai Composite rose a quarter of a percent, and the Hang Seng index rose 1.3%. In commodities, the Brent crude benchmark is up four-tenths on the day, trading at just over $82 per barrel. This comes after OPEC raised its forecast for demand growth, insisting the market fundamentals are strong. Gold is slightly weak today, down a quarter of a percent to trade at $1,935 per ounce. Stay with us. After the break, we're going to talk about crypto exploits and why they are relevant to markets. And I'm going to poke some holes in the big bank investment note on Bitcoin. CME Group cryptocurrency futures and options provide market-leading liquidity for Bitcoin and Ether trading. Participate in the Crypto Classic Trading Challenge from December 10th through December 15th for the chance to win cash prizes. Compete against your peers while test driving your crypto strategies in a risk-free simulated environment. Visit cmegroup.com slash cryptoclassic to find out more. 
This communication is not directed to investors of any specific jurisdiction or to recipients based in jurisdictions in which distribution is not permitted. It cannot be considered investment advice or results of market experience. Past results are not indicative of future performance. Trading derivatives products involves the risk of loss. Please consider it carefully. Full disclaimer included in show notes. Introducing PayUSD, PayPal's stablecoin. Designed for digital payments and Web3 transactions, PayUSD is the only stablecoin supported by PayPal. Built on Ethereum, it's compatible with widely used wallets, exchanges, and dApps, and fully backed by US dollar deposits and cash equivalents. Eligible U.S. PayPal customers who purchase PayPal USD are able to transfer PayPal USD between PayPal and external wallets, send PayPal USD to friends in the U.S. on PayPal or Venmo without fees, shop with PayPal USD on millions of sites, convert any of PayPal's supported cryptocurrencies to and from PayPal USD. Whether you are a crypto expert or a newcomer, PayPal provides a secure and convenient platform for your crypto transactions. Start exploring at paypal.com PYUSD. Welcome back. In this section, I disagree with JP Morgan analysts. But first, unfortunately, I have to bring up the recent flurry of exploits on crypto platforms and apps. Exploit is the preferred term for hack or theft these days because it correctly reminds us that many crypto hacks are not carried out by intruders breaking past firewalls and hacking into databases. They are often carried out by coders who see loopholes or gaps in an application's code and take advantage of those to seize tokens from users. Some will debate if an exploit is unlawful if the code allowed it to happen, but generally, token ownership is understood even if not always legally defined, and taking what belongs to someone else is wrong. In crypto, exploits can be particularly damaging for the following reasons. One, they're fast. Assets can move in a matter of seconds. Two, blockchain privacy features make it relatively easy for hackers, sorry, exploiters, to mask their identity. And three, tokens are usually bearer assets. That means whoever holds them owns them, much like cash. So getting them back is more problematic. But crypto exploits also count on some advantages that the fiat systems don't have. One is that they can usually be spotted quickly, which often leads to many tokens being saved. Another is the traceability of asset movements on public blockchains. The tokens can move fast, but they're relatively hard to hide, and exploits are hard to cover up. Anyway, why am I bringing this up? Because over the past few days, we've seen several headlines announcing crypto exploits. One of the largest was of the crypto exchange Poloniex, owned by Justin Sun, which reportedly had hot wallets drained of roughly $114 million. Also, an address with links to Binance lost $27 million in an apparent hack over the weekend. A DeFi platform called Raft suffered a $3.3 million exploit on Friday. And this morning, the block reported that blockchain security firm Slowmist revealed a phishing attack using a fake Skype app to steal crypto funds. It's not clear how much the scammers earned, but the amount is probably in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. All of these events are unfortunate but let's take them as an unwelcome reminder that security matters and that all investors should take care with their custody arrangements and privacy settings. And be careful out there. Next, this morning on Coindesk, Will Canny reported on a note published last week by JP Morgan analysts that said the Bitcoin rally was probably overdone. One reason they cite is that the US listing of Bitcoin spot ETFs would probably not bring in a significant amount of new money into the market. 
the ETFs will probably benefit from money already in other crypto products that migrate to the new funds. The authors of the report cite the example of the Canadian spot ETFs that did not attract notable interest after inception. Looking at the evolution of the assets under management of the largest Canadian Bitcoin spot ETF, we can see that this is not exactly true. BTCC now has a record $1.5 billion in assets under management, which is not insignificant and is almost three times what it had in January. Plus, the Canadian market is much smaller than that of the US. Another point made in the JP Morgan report is that the ripple and grayscale court rulings do not mean that regulatory tightening of the crypto industry will ease in the US. This is probably true, but should not impact Bitcoin directly. It is the only asset on which all regulators agree is not a security. And anyway, a listed ETF would give all types of investors a regulated way to get exposure to the asset class, so it doesn't make sense that the regulatory chill should dampen the Bitcoin price from here. A third argument, according to Will's article, is that the Bitcoin halving is priced in. The Bitcoin halving is a pre-programmed network change that halves the amount of new Bitcoin received by miners in exchange for processing transaction blocks and maintaining consensus. It happens once every four years and is designed to ease the total supply gradually toward the hard limit of 21 million. In previous halvings, the reduction of new supply entering the market has been taken as bullish in that it lessens selling pressure. The JP Morgan analysts are correct in that the timing of the halving is more or less known. It's not known exactly because it goes by block height, not date, but the date can be forecasted to within a range. I've talked on earlier podcasts about how, in my opinion, nothing is ever priced in in crypto. The market is just not efficient when it comes to instant and widespread information, and assuming that it is overlooks the vast audience that has yet to make their first crypto investment. Events like the Bitcoin spot ETF listing and the halving will bring in new market participants, mainly because excited headlines trigger curiosity. And as most of you listening probably know, once you start getting curious about crypto assets, it's hard to stop. That's it for today's show. For more crypto podcasts, check out the Coindesk Podcast Network. You can reach us at podcasts at coindesk.com, follow us, and if you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, with executive production by Jared Schwartz. I'm Noel Acheson for Coindesk. We're back tomorrow with more market news and insights. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdrafts up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply.